Welcome to the Gen X Women's Guide to Love podcast. I'm your host, Shonda Howard, and I'm going to teach you exactly how to stop attracting all of the wrong men so you can meet and marry the man of your dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Gen X Woman's Guide to Love podcast. It has been a hot minute since we have been here together, and I just want to say I've missed you. I am so sorry that I haven't been here for a hot minute, but I have just been really in it in my in a season of life with small kids and the holidays and just getting back into the new year and just the chaos of life. And in addition, I have really had to spend the first part of this year in an incubation phase where I was really being creative. I was in a creative mode creating my group course, The One, which is basically the most comprehensive A to Z soup to nuts experience training coaching program that will help you go from single and frustrated to happily in a committed relationship with the person of your dreams so that you can delete your dating apps because I know that's secretly what everyone wants to do. (laughs) But all of that to say, I'm really excited to be back here with you today. And I hope you're doing well. And the crazy thing is that I know I always give like a brief weather update in the beginning of the episode, which is fun for me. Hopefully it's fun for you. But guys, it is May 3rd and it is still winter here in Chicago. I swear it is still 40 degrees, so cold. We're all still wearing puffer coats. So I'm really hoping that wherever you are, it's nice and warm and spring-like. And I'm also hoping that Chicago gets it together soon. Okay, so... Today's episode was inspired by a recent post that I did on Instagram, and I thought that it would be fun to really elaborate on this, on these ideas, these concepts. And so what we're going to talk about today are the four things that I would do differently if I were single in my late 30s and dating again, or in my 40s and dating again, right? So it's been a few years since that was my scenario, If you know my story, if you've listened to any of the previous episodes of this podcast, you know that I did not find love until I was almost 40. And it wasn't a really easy thing for me because for a lot of years, I wasted a lot of time in the wrong relationships. And then once I found the deep work, which is what I really teach my clients, my women in my group courses and in one-on-one coaching containers, I was able to really undo all of this past programming and become my most magnetic self. And I ended up attracting my husband five months later. That said, if I were to look back at my journey now, and as I look back at my journey now, I can see that there are things that I definitely could have done differently. So if you are out there, you're dating, you're looking for love, you're single, you're in your late thirties, you're in your forties, even if you're in your fifties, if you're a Gen Xer or a millennial, Here are some things that I really want you to think about and consider doing differently. I'm giving you the information because I want you to do different than I did. (laughs) Okay, so let's dive in. So the very first thing that I would do differently if I were single in my late 30s or in my 40s, again, is... I would, number one, I would really stop believing all of my fear-based thoughts. So I definitely was guilty of this, this phenomenon, this idea, this very common theme that I talk to so many women about all the time, by the way. But I had those intrusive thoughts, those thoughts that would say, this isn't working, or 
oh, I'm just literally, I'm going to die alone. This isn't going to happen. I need to just get comfortable with the fact that I'm going to be single forever. Or this is never going to happen for me. I need to buy 10 cats and start buying a closet, get filling my closet up with moos, <laughs> right? So those were the fear-based thoughts that were really running on a loop in my mind over and over again. And so if I were to do this differently, if I could go back in time and do this process again to find love, I would be able to recognize and I would have the awareness that every single time I was having those intrusive fear-based thoughts, that they were just that. They were just thoughts. So if this is occurring for you, you need to know that these are just thoughts. They are not the truth. Thoughts are not truth. Repeat after me. My thoughts are not the truth. They are just thoughts. So I would recognize they are just thoughts. And then I would choose to zoom out and have the awareness to kind of separate myself from those thoughts and recognize that those fearful patterns of thinking, those fearful thoughts were just my mind's way of trying to protect me from feeling disappointed. It's a very common and natural and normal mechanism of your mind, of your unconscious mind, your conscious mind, your brain, whatever you want to call it, to try to protect you by telling you about all the things that could go wrong. Because it thinks, your mind thinks that if it tells you that it's never gonna happen for you, that in the future, if it doesn't happen, you're gonna not feel disappointed. But what ends up happening? You end up feeling disappointed because that's a really shitty thought. So you end up feeling shitty, you end up feeling disappointed ahead of time. So if I were to do this over again, I would delete those thoughts. You can't really delete the thoughts, but I would really have the awareness that those are just my negative, fearful thoughts that are trying to protect me and have some compassion and create some separation. And you could even do this by writing those thoughts down over and over again. Like every time the ones that come up over and over again, you can write them down. You can keep a a little note on your phone of like, these are the thoughts that I think over and over again that don't feel good. These are my shitty thoughts. And every time I I recognize that I'm thinking it and it creates a negative feeling or response in my body, you can actually question those thoughts. So for me, the thought was, I'm going to die alone. This isn't going to happen for me. You can question the thought by saying, okay, well, is this true? Okay. And maybe depending on the thought, your brain does want to say it's true. For that thought, the example I'm giving you, there's no way it's true because I don't know the truth. I don't know what the future holds. Ultimately, you need to get yourself to a no. You need to recognize that you cannot predict the future and therefore your thoughts are not true. Your thoughts are not true. They are just thoughts, okay? So that would be number one. So number two, I would be circular dating. So I would have at least three men that I was talking to slash dating at all times. And the reason why I know, I already know the the pushback I'm gonna get on this because a lot of women in my world that I work with will tell me like, that sounds so exhausting. I don't have time for that. I get it, but I'm not saying you have to be out dating them twice a week each. I'm just saying, make sure that you're still engaging in conversations. You're still talking to people on the apps, even if there is a guy that you're actively dating and you like. The reason why I want you doing this is because until someone makes it known that he wants to be in a relationship with you or he or she, that they want to be in a relationship with you and that that is where they're headed and that is the status that they want to take on with you, you are not in a committed relationship. So I don't want you feeling attached to any one person until you are in a committed relationship. Now, hear me out when I say this. It's okay to feel hopeful. It's okay to feel like I really am into this person and it would be great if things worked out in my favor or like with this person, but I don't want you being attached where you're all in 
and they haven't given you the signs yet that that's how they feel, that it's not reciprocated. So circular dating, I want you talking to at least three men at a time. That's a pretty simple and straightforward one. The next one is I would just have way more fun. (laughs) So I remember when I was dating, I took it very seriously because I felt like it was my job to find my person. And because I took things so seriously, this could also be, by the way, because I'm a Capricorn and I tend to take things serious by nature. In fact, it's one of the things that my husband is like often telling me, like not telling me, but I think he often is like wanting me to sort of like calm down and relax a little bit. I take everything really seriously. But I would have more fun. So I would I would bring some more levity to my dating life and I would show up on dates just with genuine curiosity, wanting to get to know something interesting about the other person versus being in my head worried about what I want, what I need, what I'm looking for. Is this person my soulmate? So can you feel the difference between those two viewpoints? Like one is very like focused on me and it's very needy and it's very heavy and it's very serious. And the other one is like, can I just like spend an hour with this person and get really curious about them and put my full attention on another person and even just think about like finding positive things about them? They might not be your person. You might not see them ever again, but it's going to feel so much better to you in the moment if you're able to look at them, look at their appearance, find something, right? Because our mind is so trained for judgment. So can you find something positive about them? Can you look at their style and be like, wow, this person has great style, or this person's really interesting. He has a really interesting perspective on this, or he's really well-traveled. Like, Look for interesting things. Keep yourself in the moment and keep your attention focused on the other person so that it feels light, easy, and fun. Enjoy the process. And with that, really trusting that it's all going to work out. It's literally all working out. It's always working out for you even when you cannot see it. And this is no different. This is no different than any other area of your life. So if you trusted that it were really always working out and that this were no different, this was working out in your highest and greatest good, and you were meant to have love, you'd be able to access just more lightness, more levity, more fun. Have fun, get curious, put your attention on the other person. Okay. And then number four, the final thing that I would do differently, and actually maybe there will be another episode of these because I'm sure I'll think of more. But for this episode, number four is I would trust myself and my intuition 1000%. And I would trust that feeling that I have in my gut or the voice when it would come up and say, this isn't your guy, like this isn't a fit. So with that, I would not force myself to go out on more dates with people when I kind of had that gut feeling. Now, I want to be clear, I'm not saying like, Every time you decide or you have the urge or you have the inkling of like, I don't want to go out with somebody again to just listen to that. Because sometimes, especially in the beginning, there's negative, fearful programming that's designed to keep you safe, that's in place, it's in your subconscious, you're not even aware of it or what it's doing that will cause you to sort of like shut people down prematurely before you've gotten connected to the intuition of it. And I, I'm talking about two different things. So I'm not talking about like writing people off because you're like, ah, uh, he's too short or this, that, or the other. I'm talking about literally feeling a gut feeling when you, when you've like felt into it and you've gone out with him a few times and it's like telling you, don't go out with him anymore. Like he's not your person. Even if you, there are external things about the person that you don't like. There's actually a lot of value in still going out with somebody until you have that intuitive feeling because 
it's really helping your nervous system calibrate to a different experience in dating and love, especially if you're used to dating people that like are not high quality are men that are ghosting you, men that are like Peter Pan's, men that make you think one thing and then take a sharp left turn, men that are commitment phobes. If you start going out with nicer men as you do all of the deep inner work to clear your blocks and your limiting beliefs and your fears so that you can attract real love, when you're dating people who are sort of a different caliber, a different quality, even if you're sort of like on the fence or you're not sure yet, or maybe they're too short, or maybe there are some things you don't like about them, I would still encourage you to go out with them because again, you're calibrating your nervous system to this new type of man, this new quality of man. And that is a win-win for you no matter what, because we want you. It's like, it's like when you have, when you reach a new salary threshold in your career, you're not going to go backwards and take a job that's $50,000 less a year unless you have a really compelling reason to do so. But once you reach that new salary threshold, you're going to stay there. Everything inside of your being, your body, your subconscious mind, your nervous system is going to stay at that new level. The same thing is true in dating. So once you start to attract higher quality men, men that are kind, open, honest, communicative, respectful, treat you really well, you're not going to really go backwards. So there's value in continuing to go out with somebody, but The caveat being, which is my number four, if your intuition is telling you and screaming at you and you can hear that voice being like, this isn't your guy, then I want you to listen to it. And that's what I would do differently too. Okay. So that is it. I am back at our, on our podcast and I'm so excited to be back here with all of you beautiful people. And hopefully this episode was helpful and you gleaned some insights, some new ways that you can think about your dating and really approaching your search for love. The other thing that I do want to tell you is that I have a brand new free training available that is for women who are 35 and older that are frustrated, that are attracting men who are afraid of commitment over and over again. And this new free training is going to teach you how to meet a man who's emotionally available and wants and is looking for a committed relationship. So how to meet a man who's looking for a committed relationship. So if This is you. If you are 35 and older, if you are frustrated in your search for love, I'm going to go ahead and drop the link to this brand new free training in the show notes here. So you can go ahead and click on that link and sign up for that free training. You can also find the link in my bio on my Instagram. You can head over and follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on TikTok. I've recently jumped on there and I've been having a lot of fun. So that's it for this week. I will be back soon to talk to you more all about your search for love. And I'm sending you all lots of love wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for listening to the Gen X Woman's Guide to Love podcast. If you liked this episode, I would be so honored if you'd share it with someone who you know is looking for love. And if you're ready to take this work even deeper, I invite you to head on over to shondahoward.com forward slash free, where you can download your free meditation to attract your soulmate.